Okay, so I posted on my Instagram page a couple days ago um, how I no longer believe that church hurt exists. And a part of the reason why, and again, let me preface the fact that this is my personal experience. This is my story. Um, and so, however, um, this message is relayed to you. The biggest prayer for me, honestly, is that um, there will be some light shed to where that will always bring healing and restoration and ultimately deliverance um, after you've listened to this podcast. And so just know that I'm not running off at the mouth that many a times um, I'm sharing because it's an area um, within my own personal story that I've been set free and delivered from. So just kind of going back to the beginning, um, you know, I did not grow up in church. Okay. I did not grow up in church, but I did grow up around church people. Okay. So my great grandmother, my great aunt, um, on both sides of, um, kind of different sides of the family, um, both were believers. Um, one, my great grandmother actually was more of a, we're going to listen to church on Sundays. Okay. We're going to listen to church on Sunday on the radio and pretty much from morning until about noon is all I heard in the house. Um, then whenever I would go visit my great aunt, um, clearly now that I'm an adult, I see that she was an intercessor and definitely made it clear as I became an adult, how much she prayed for me. But as a young child, I would just hear her watching and listening um, to the preachers on TV. So at that point, it was Fred Price. It was Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, a lot of praise the Lord was going on. And I would just honestly hear her, you know, praising God and honestly um, giving him all the glory. And, you know, and, and it never bothered me to say the least. So even still not understanding exactly what was going on, there was a sound. And I realized that whatever the case was, they were always happy, but most importantly, they were consistent. So I already knew, I knew what to expect from both of their homes. I knew exactly what to expect. So fast forward, you know, um, now I'm 15 years old. Uh, my mom is invited to an Easter service. We head over to this church. I'm looking like, what? You know, like we don't go to church, but a friend of a friend invited her. And then the great aunt that I'm speaking of decided to go to this Easter service with us. Um, next thing I know, the altar call is happening. My mom is going up. She's getting saved and set free. My cousin is, you know, they, they getting baptized same day. I mean, it was just a whole experience, but I remember um, the impact of the actual praise and worship. And I remember feeling something different. Um, I remember feeling a connection and music is a, a huge part of my um, walk with God and um, just the way I grew up in general. So I can understand why that was a tool to actually lead me into God's presence and ultimately relationship with him. So now this is all happening, you guys. And, you know, I was like, what does this look like? You know, why am I even the least bit intrigued with any of this? And I remember my mother asking me specifically, she's like, you know, well, what do you think that, um, you know, you're going to give your life to Jesus soon? And I just remember looking like, huh? But being the planner that I am, I was like, well, when I get saved, it's going to be dressed down Sunday because that's just what was going on then. And, um, 
First Lady is going to be preaching and Fred is going to be singing. And Fred Hammond actually um, was one of the worship uh, leaders at our church at the time. So yeah, I'm dating myself. So that all happened. You know, one miraculous day um, when I didn't expect it. Um, I, I'll never forget this, you guys. My mom um, had dropped her pager right when the pastor had said, if there's anyone who is looking to commit their life to Christ today, come down and remain stay or remain standing and then come down. So my mom dropped her pager as she was standing and getting ready to sit down because she was already saved. So she looking for her pager, the battery done rolled. And here I am standing and honestly, I could not sit down. Like there was such a heavy conviction within my spirit to where I could not sit down. So I'm like, oh, well, this is it. <laughs> it was like delivery. Like I was going in for labor. And so I kept standing and I started walking down to the front and my mother just did the whole, you know, extra <laughs> experience and ran down to the front to like hug me and everything. And, and honestly, y'all at that time, I had no idea what I was stepping into other than the simple fact that I knew God was saying it's your time right now. So I, I, I did that. Now, at some point along the journey, you know, we're getting plugged in. I really didn't get involved in the youth church because I was really drawn to the adult service. It was just a massive, uh, um, it just massively had my attention. Um, I remember visiting the youth a few times, but I just honestly, y'all was never connected to anyone my age at that time. Um, I had a few committed friends, you know, in the same age range, but just very mature, you know, even starting off. Then I realized that, uh, okay, well, now we have 6 a.m. You know, my mother was on the video team. She was doing, um, you know, a lot of live streams, even back at that time, doing a lot of video. And we were just always at church. In accessory prayer, we were there, you know. So I was seeing so much of what was going on behind the scenes. So then we re I remember we just stopped going. <laughs> so we stopped going. We weren't going, and, and I never asked. And because we stopped going and I never asked I just figured we were done with it so all of this you guys I'm saying this is because something happened there <clears throat> something happened with my mom in that in that season and I remember looking looking back on that like what like what so I just kind of was like okay well it is what it is <laughs> so when we moved to Dallas 20 years ago I was in such um, like a heavy, like seven layer Mexican dip, <laughs> like like season of sin. It was so many layers. And I use that reference because it has so much stuff going on. That was me. And a lot of times you got to really dig into that dip to get to the surface, to really get to what's going on. I had so much seven layer dip of sin, y'all. It was ridiculous. And I just really got caught up in so many different situations and scenarios and, you know, bad relationships on and off and the promiscuity and everything. And here in Dallas, I'm like, I have got to get my life together. I don't even know what that looked like, but this is not me. So I'm living in Dallas, you guys. And all I can remember was, I think that pastor 
that my aunt, my great aunt was listening to on TV is here. Now, I didn't get into any of that. I didn't know nothing about nobody. And honestly, y'all, because of the way I grew up, celebrities and just all that status mean absolutely nothing to me. So I'm like, it, it really, like people, like titles, all of that stuff, I, I don't care. We, we, either, we all here to do our job and do it well. And God just chose you to be on front. But I don't care. So I'm like, he lives here. And, but because she was listening to him and I respect who she is as a person and as a believer, I need to go to his church. So I start going to Bishop Jake's church and I'm literally going by myself, you guys. I'm going by myself on a weekly basis. My college roommate, she was going to her church and separate. And it was just like, I'm like, I got to, I got to be somewhere. I got to be in the house of the Lord. I got to understand what's going on because this is not who I am and all of that stem back from the original impartation when mom dropped her pager okay so now i'm attending bishop td jake's church i'm going by myself i did not connect with anybody every single sunday y'all i went and i sat in the same seat so i started to create a level of discipline and consistency because i was so off course okay wasn't checking for no relationships I was celibate I'm like I am about to be on I'm about to be focused on this and a, one of the days and opportunities came again that said if you have backslidden <laughs> if you have backslidden and you need to recommit your life to Christ come down and yet again I had that same response that I had when I originally gave my life to Christ. It's like he was calling me and said, Nicole, you better come down here, quit playing. So I went down and I'm laughing because I, I'm like, I went down, but that really didn't happen. I did one of those, I hit the aisle and it, it seemed as though it was like the heaven soul train line because I got into that aisle and the Holy Spirit hit me so tough. I start like screaming and praising God and just heading down the aisle, man. Like it's like that, that, just that spirit y'all and if you if you haven't experienced that that wailing in your belly where you know God is like you know what I'm with you and you just let it all out listen get to that get to a wailing season of your life who that'll preach so I do that y'all and now I'm like super happy I'm like oh my gosh I'm free yes so I'm doing all this and I still don't get committed to serving or anything because I'm like, I need to stay in his presence. I need to stay in this word. I really need to stay focused on what it is that God is trying to show me about me. Okay. So all this is going on. Fast forward. Now I get married. Uh, me and Gary um, now I have Micaiah and we get plugged into a church. We get plugged into a church and we start serving. It's really the first time ever that either of us have started to serve, okay? So we're just hungry for God. We're like, yes, let's win people to Jesus. You know, we're witnessing on the corner of 8 Mile and like uh, Greenfield and just like really getting to go. I mean, we just on fire. And then titles started to be implemented and roles and all the above and jealousy end up seeping in and it was a, a church really full of young adults. And at the time we were, you know, 22 to 25 years old. And we were witnessing to the concrete because that's just how on fire we were. And 
it's unfortunate because many relationships end up getting severed at that time because there just really wasn't a strong enough leadership in place to disciple us. And you knowing that now, you guys, that's the wisdom. But back then, it was church hurt. Back then, <laughs> it was like, oh, you hurt me. You don't understand me. You know, you didn't choose me. You know, you didn't call my name. And these are conversations going on all around us, okay? Backbiting and gossiping and everything and still getting up there and praising God. So now when you're looking at the people up there and they're on the worship team or, you know, they're doing the announcements and everything, you're looking at them with a side eye, you gossiping in the parking lot. You can't even get off of the holy ground enough to be able to get out and gossip about what was taking place rather than talking about what needed to be done from the intercessory side in prayer and ultimately discern what God is trying to share to the leadership. So there was no wisdom, but church hurt, that's what it was. It was like, uh, I'm out. So now guys, you know, that is my clear indication of what that looks like. Okay. So this is now, I don't want to have nothing to do with this. I don't want to have nothing to do with, with church people. I'm bruised. I'm hurt not even taking into consideration um, everything that was done and you know the souls that were saved and just the life that was high person um, the the life that was saved and and um, lives I really should say but it, it's really a dynamic um, conversation here because God was working so tough and in us as young people and we and we didn't know it we didn't know it so now you know we moved to las vegas and everything and i really have zero desire at this point to get plugged into church and neither does gary our marriage was in a horrible place and we just were just not out here winning it was no wards winning season as i call it it was we were not okay we was we was losing losing big but a friend of ours um, which was my boss at the time, invited us to our church then, which we end up serving at for, you know, close to 11 years. And, you know, it became home, you know, and and um, the people that were there were just nice, right? Like, it's like you, we needed the love of Christ. We needed to be able to have our hearts restored. And, you know, we served to many of the utmost capacities that we were allowed to serve according to God's time while we were in Las Vegas. And, you know, during this time, I remember seeing some things that just weren't right. Okay. I remember identifying some things that were like, hmm, that's familiar. But the more, I, <laughs> and the more, and I really want to make sure I say this correctly. So Holy Spirit, help me even in this podcast. The more that we continue to seek him rather than seek advice from others, is when we were able to see that this was not any of our business. It was God's business to handle. And we eliminated ourselves from judgment or even from uh, inserting ourselves into conversations or scenarios that didn't involve the wards. Now, it just knowing the history of where we came from, that was key. Um, I ended up being on staff. Um, at the church and Gary was, you know, on the worship team and serving, honestly, his heart out. And there was so many things going on, you guys, to where I'm like, 
wow, God, you know, this is, this is life. You know, this is where we're, this is where we're going to be. And that was not his plan. (laughs) So, so many things happened. And yet again, another transition was put in our pathway. Now, based off of the things that we experienced during our transition, that was a huge opportunity to go on and say, okay, I'm hurt by this because of what I've seen or what I've witnessed or what I heard. And this time around, it was like, nope, absolutely not. Our choice was to lead the transition based on the levels and areas that we actually witnessed their strengths in. And in order for me to protect what that looked like, I only left with the last impression. And it's huge for me because I realized that the enemy has nothing but time to focus on destroying the body of Christ and ultimately the relationships that we quote unquote believe that we built. And it's not for us to find demise within ourselves, but it's also very important that he is here to cause destruction between our personal relationship with Christ. Okay. And so when I got that revelation, I still know that my flesh was rising up in some areas. I had to unfollow some people that I consider very close friends socially. So I did not allow the enemy to use anything to rise back up in me from the past because I said, nope, I am going to allow myself to see these people the way God sees them while he continues to work on me. And I still have phone numbers, text messages, and everything. But I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And I know how I need to protect my peace. And that's the avenue that I had to choose on my side. So going into the whole conversation again about that post. Church hurt for me does not exist. It is not. The enemy has strategically planned a way to create division amongst the people who love Jesus Christ. He don't care nothing about anything else other than destroying the church. Now, where we need to be mad is like, okay, I see you enemy. I see that you're spending so much time focused on my situation, but let me come correct and remind you who I serve. Okay? Like those are the conversations we need to have. And the kingdom of God could actually be so much more stronger if we sat down and we said, you know what? I'm going to need you to pray for me because there's some areas within myself that I don't even like. And so please show me me. Please show me who I am to you, God, because if there's anything of me that's not like you, I need it gone. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, our thoughts are not his thoughts. It's like we will never be able to understand the capacity that our thought process is so like minute to where it will never level up to where God's thought process is of us. We will actually never even understand the capacity of love that he has for us because we can't. We can't. But I tell you this. The people who I have come in contact with over the course of the years, I'm now able to look at them with the love of God. I'm now able to really see them for who God has called them to be. I have forgiven people. I have been able to look at scenarios and situations and hold my personal self accountable. But like, oh, I didn't handle that right. You know, oh, Lord, forgive me. And I've had to make some calls to people. 
but don't get it twisted now if somebody's dead wrong you dead wrong and i'm gonna tell you you wrong because when i know what i went to god for i'm standing firm on that because i will look at you and say you're being used by the enemy and i'm protecting my peace because i hear from god and i'm not letting that get in the way but guess what i'm not doing holding resentment holding anger holding any type of division because i got legacy to build and the cycles are broken so that is my whole rant this morning because i'm telling you right now get back to the root of why you believe get back to the root of why you believe you know god called us individually he didn't call all of us together be like you about to do all of this with this group of people no ma'am let me tell you something if everybody left this earth and you were the only one still here they are not leading you to christ okay you have to understand okay hold on what did i miss out on within myself it's just me it's me and you god let me repent let me share some things that's personal that only i will speak to you about so i'm telling y'all like i'm telling y'all like i'm telling y'all can go on and on and on about this i got some people in the squad that will be able to share as well some of their freedom moments but i had to jump on really dive back into this podcast and give credit where credit was due and help you understand um, a little bit more about me and my story and the history of it um kind of going back to the church portion of it as to attending it's unique because even coming down to dallas um and having kids and understanding how important community was and this is i'm gonna end on this note you know we ended up moving to frisco texas and it's a city to where the school district is great we were looking for a church and it's like, how do we even begin to do that? Like, what, what, what does that look like? You know, we served in our church for 11 years. How do we start? We're like, God, we need to be in position to where the kids have community. Um, we know how to do this. Our relationship with you is pretty solid, but they need community. And we started looking around. We're like, that church is too far. We cannot do that. You know, we need to be able to get them to, to be able to serve, drop them off. And we happen to be driving by <laughs> the potter's house north and i remember looking like oh that's uh the north campus okay and we go oh and we drive home and we're like that's six minutes away from the house let's check it out so all of this going back to what i was saying about originally my great aunt planting that seed Bishop Jakes attending that church, getting set free and delivered, repenting to all come back around to having that same spirit over the Potter's house, North Dallas, around the corner from our house, community for the kids to where they're able to serve. And it, it just, you, we can't make this up, okay? And this is now the time for you to really wake up and understand and hear God and begin to praise him for who he is and who he has been in your life. So God, right now in the name of Jesus, you know, I thank God for deliverance. God, I thank you that you saw fit to include that into your plan when you came to earth over 2000 years ago. Um, God, that you said, 
my blood is enough. Thank you, Jesus. That your blood is ultimately the powering source that keeps us going. Like we can't function without the blood and not the blood that's running through our veins right now, but that blood bought redemption, God. So God, we thank you for repentance. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for restoration. God, we say... Um, thank you for even seeing who we are, God, to where you're allowing us to see ourselves through your lens. So God, any area, God, that we may be struggling with, God, um, whether it's physical, financially, God, um, marital or parenting, God, um, I ask that you intercede right now on our behalf in those areas that we don't have strength God we know that you will step in God and and you will do what you do best and that's love us surround us by love God give us community that um, only speaks life versus death over us even in the workplace God begin to um, shine the light on the individuals who know you as well um God we can't do this by ourselves we cast out the spirit of anxiety um, and resentment and any other layers, God, as I referenced there, a Mexican sin dip that need to go. So God, right now we bind it all in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, for your love that surpasses and the peace that surpasses all understanding in Jesus name. Amen.